There's power in a drum beat on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of us, the corner. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. There's power when we're not boys. Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer, back after a short break for the uh, holiday. Uh, the team was off, so it has been a long time since we put a pod together for y'all, uh, at least on this this pod. Um, we have a lot of stuff to get to, obviously, to catch up on. Uh, not so many uh, loyal home matches. We are still in this painful road trip but uh we did get three points a a win uh finally the soccer gods have uh you know squeezed the nectar uh of joy back into our uh parched mouths um and here to help us uh navigate and and um uh figure out what's going on with this team and where we're going is uh our my co-host for the night dylan hello hello good to be here i'm so glad that you're here uh to help out because um i'm sure people know you do host a podcast on bum tv all about tactics and breaking down this team so it's gonna be very useful uh to have you uh help us make sense of this yeah i'll have to find that balance between uh insight and not giving away too much so you all will still watch bumps breakdown since we recorded that tonight okay all right well we'll walk that that line together um i think we do have a a a third voice on the pond eric Wilkie, are you are you there yeah hey hey guys how's it going glad to be here glad to have you back okay so let's let's get into it uh, right off the bat, because I know that there's a lot of stuff happening um, soccer-wise. Uh, the U.S. men's team is playing tomorrow. It's kind of the U.S. men's team. Um, we've got uh, uh, more exhibition soccer coming to San Diego that we can talk about. And, of course, um, eventually uh, this summer, uh, the Loyal will return and play a home game uh, at some point in the distant future. Uh Let's back it up a little bit and talk a little bit about what happened in uh, in Connecticut, you know, the birthplace of America, where the revolution began. And can the San Diego loyal start their own revolution in the USL this season and turn it around? Dylan, uh, what was the difference in this game? We finally won. What's up? What happened? That was quite a dramatic phrasing. Uh, I, I don't know if I can quite live up to that. Um, well, uh, we didn't concede. And we did score, so crucially. Um, but no, Hartford are not a very good team. Um, no disrespect to them. Uh, I would probably point to them. If, in my opinion, is probably the worst team in the league. Um, so, you know, Loyal didn't play a perfect game, but we got away with some stuff, and uh, we got to see some slick goals. So, you know, always happy about that. Can we play them again? I uh, I will, I don't know. I Jake, you know, Jake Edwards and I were good buddies, but he's no longer the president of USL, so I'll, I'll have to see... Uh, Drop the new guy a line and see what's up. 
<laughs> so it, do you think so what you're saying is that you uh maybe i shouldn't get too too excited that this team has turned a corner because it was the worst team in the league i don't know i i mean eric feel free to you, you know offer another opinion here but i i think we're back dude i think we're back okay okay positivity on the pod eric what was your takeaway from the uh hartford athletic game well, I, it was great to see us uh, get two goals and then not concede two goals after that. That was always a, a good thing to do when you're playing a soccer match. You know, you want to score more than the other team. And I'm glad that we were able to do that this last uh, time out. So that's always exciting. Um, I think you can really see having Charlie Adams back in the midfield, kind of being our captain as he is. Uh, just The team just plays different when he's there. And we, he's such an integral piece to the squad. Having him close to full match fitness now, I think is going to make a difference moving forward. So hopefully this is a turning point and the start of the loyal revolution as we make our way to the USL Cup later this season. You know, I, you, you talked about Charlie Adams, and this wasn't his first game back. And, you know, maybe he's still on maybe limited minutes because uh, he did he did come out, you know, earlier than I would expect uh, him to come out. Um, but... Dylan, how 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 big is it? Uh, Charlie's role on this team um, is, is he really that much of a difference maker? Are we are we putting too much stock and hope into Charlie Adams being back being the thing that changes the direction? Uh, you know, Charlie's huge for us. Um, you know, if I was more prepared for this and wasn't just the fill-in producer, I would have had this graphic ready to go. But our good friend, um, John Morrissey, USL Tactics, shared a chart, I want to say yesterday, about uh, key passes and assists. Um, and Charlie, despite having played like seven total games this season, it is one of the best in the league. So, yeah, I, it's definitely, um, it's not an overstatement to say he's a really crucial cog for us. Um that said, a good team should not have to rely on on one player. But um, you know, when the chips are down, it's nice to nice to get any help you can. Um, and I also wanted to point out, uh, thank you, Nicholas Murray, in the comments for uh, clarifying, Andrew. Uh, no, we cannot play Hartford again this year. Oh yeah, I know. I'm just, I just, you know, I I, I exist on wishes and dreams. I don't, I don't really uh, live in the fact based world when it comes to this team. <laughs> um, so. A lot has been made about um, the connection between Tumi Mushaban and, um, uh, gosh, no, the other striker, uh, Conway. Conway. Evan Conway, of course. No, how could I forget the uh, the uh, second team of the week, right? He, he made the bench for team of the week. Um, he did. He, he had a brace, and uh, that's not good enough for team of the week. Okay, yeah, whatever. It's their league, I guess. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, it's a travesty. <laughs> uh, it, it's good to see, for me, watching the match, and maybe it's because uh, Harford, I don't know what you call that defensive formation where you uh, don't mark your the other team's players or, and leave these I, big gaps in the back I think line. It's called, I think it's called the Civ formation. <laughs> uh, whatever it was, it wasn't very effective, and it, but it was effective in making uh, our attack look extremely potent uh, with those players. Uh, so it was good to finally see a front line that clicked and made sense with each other. I, I, I think, I hope that we see, and I, this wasn't the first game that they've been paired together in the starting lineup. Um, 
hopefully they start to really find their their uh, groove uh, as we head into the last part of the season. Toomey and Conway have actually combined for our last three goals scored, the second against Indy and then both um, against Hartford. Uh, but yeah, to, to your point, we did. Um, Hartford's defense definitely was made to look silly a couple of times. Um, but I think Nate deserves a little bit more credit than people maybe have been giving him. Um, again, shout out to John Morrissey, USL Tactics. He did a good job of kind of outlining how um, Loyal kind of tried to give to me uh, that space on the break. And that's, you know, where he plays best. And we saw the, the fruit of that get, get born. I don't, we bared the fruit of it. I don't know. That was weird. Sorry. <laughs> we mix metaphors uh, on loyal locals podcast. We're, we're, that's what we're all about. I also wanted got... to say, um, speaking of, sorry, real quick, Eric, I didn't mean to cut you off. Conway on the bench is a travesty, but arguably a bigger travesty was to me got job than isn't even on the bench man of the match for me. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Timmy had a, a breakout game for sure. He looked uh, really, really best I've seen him in a long time. Uh, that well, last game. Versus I Hartford. think when your team has uh, put up uh, about five points in two months, um, your players are going to get passed over. Fair. <laughs> and also, when you're paying, playing the worst team in the league, I suppose. Okay, you know what? I don't like all the logic being thrown around here. That's not what this is about. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's uh, pivot to our, our next match, Dylan. When when are the boys going to be back in action? So the boys will be back in action uh, this Friday, actually, against um, uh, the Colorado Spring Switchbacks away at Widener Field, uh, six p.m. local. Well, I guess seven p.m. local time, Colorado Springs, six p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Um, so yeah, a nice Friday evening game. That's a tough place to play, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's high elevation. I think it's higher elevation than Denver, maybe just yes. slightly lower. Um, it's higher. It is higher. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a nice little stadium right downtown uh, Colorado Springs. Turf field, uh, you don't love to see that, but they got a good fan base. It's definitely not an easy place to go, even though we won there last year. Are they still, um, you know, a couple of years ago, they were known as one of the most potent uh, explosive offenses in the league, and maybe that was due to, you know, maybe they had a real talented player who's not there anymore, but. Um, are they are they still that that dangerous team? Uh, they're not. So even last year they had like that really potent front four with uh, Haji Berry, right? Um, but all four of those players, I believe, are gone now. Um, so they're not quite the star-studded team they were, but they're a very functional unit for sure. All I care about is they have fireworks after we uh, win again, like they had last season. So that way we can celebrate another three points. It's really nice of them to celebrate us like that, honestly. I know. I, I was uh, really happy for them to show us that kind of love. It was great. So uh, that's a Friday evening match. Do we have a, a watch party that um, we're planning to coalesce at? Yeah, so there's all our usual spots. Uh, Cabrero's in National City, 20% off if you show your scarf chain. North Park, we have Fair Play, as always, and uh, North County, Northern Pine, uh, scarf chain can get you a dollar off beers there. Um, but also the club is having their official watch party at, uh, Alesmith Miramar. Um, and they have $5 beer specials and there will be a food truck. Uh, I know no, they've I, done uh, a watch. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I, I saw something, um, uh, the Alesmith event schedule. It looks like there are a series of watch parties, um, coming to Alesmith. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know that anything's been officially announced, but I know they're, I think they're the partner for the in-stadium beer 
for the rest of the season. So I, I see no reason that wouldn't be a thing, you know. I thought I saw a rumor of a uh, loyal brew, perhaps, coming out from Will Smith. Mm. Possibly, maybe. I don't know. That's, that sounds yummy. Yeah. All uh, right. Can, we're just going to go ahead and say that. We're going to call that confirmed. Um, <laughs> from a very good source, uh, the other guy on the screen here, uh, loyal beer coming from, from Hillsmith. <laughs> All right, um, let's, let's oh, go sorry, ahead. I w- well, I just wanted to ask real quick, did either of you, I know this is the second watch party at Ale Smith. Um, I wanted to ask if either of you got up to the, the first one they did there. Yes, uh, was that the first one? It was great. We were upstairs, yeah. uh, open air, and it was a dramatic come from behind, well, come from ahead, come from behind win over Miami. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people there, so it, it was a good time. Pretty, pretty warm upstairs. Uh, hopefully uh, we... Uh, I don't know what the plan is for this watch party, but it was toasty and it was, uh, it's going to be hotter at this time. So hopefully things have improved, <laughs> but yeah, it was a great place to watch the game. Obviously Elspeth has a, a big, a big space, good food truck, uh, great beers. One of the, uh, Mount Rushmore breweries in San Diego, you really can't go wrong with, with Elspeth and, and the atmosphere there was, was great for that that match. Um, and it was three points. So, Hey, we're, we're lucky whenever we're there. So maybe we can, um, keep things going. And is it too much to ask for a second consecutive win? Dylan, are we feeling pretty good about this Colorado Springs matchup? Uh, I, you know, it might, it might be too much to ask. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, this is, this is the optimism pod. So yeah. We we're back, baby. We it's five five nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think so because if you look at I, I I know you know Guido and and Charlie Adams have been a little banged up. I feel like they are on the upswing of that of their recovery. Um, and since they are two of our best players, um, logic would would dictate that the team improves as they get more minutes and work their way back into. In the end of the lineup, um, you know, it's been, I'm not going to lie. It, it's been really tough. Uh, this, these last couple months, uh, the draws, the losses, it's been kind of tough going, uh, to, to have a lot of good feelings about the team as you watch them plummet down the table. So, um, gosh, I, I need, I need this personally. I need this. I really need this. Um, you know, tomorrow we've got the U.S. men's team in town, and it's like the second team. So, like, not as exciting as maybe uh, whenever I bought these inflated tickets. Um, <laughs> I didn't quite realize that uh, all of our heroes, like the LeBron James of soccer, were not going to be there. It's fine. I'm not bitter. I'm still going to go. Um and then the other the other games coming. Uh, we have the uh, menu in Wrexham. That is also this month. Uh, exhibition game, exciting, yeah. But uh, I think we're gonna. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much uh, valuable soccer we played. I very much get the sense that's going to be more like a social soiree than it will be a football match. Are you gonna? Are you going? 
I am. It's the day before my birthday, so I definitely am going to be having a good time. Eric, did you did you get in on it? No, I, I didn't have much interest in seeing the Man United uh, U19 squad take on Wrexham. So uh, I will be uh, missing out on that one, but looking forward to the following uh, exhibition match that will be played there at the Snap Daddy. Oh, what, uh, Dylan, do we have something on this? Is, is there something, there's another exhibition match coming? What's What's going on with that? Yeah, it's against um, a small team from Germany uh, that a lot of people probably haven't heard of called Bo Russia Dortmund. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of them? Uh, sounds somewhat familiar. I'm not, not certain. I think they have like a yellow brick wall or something. I the yellow know. brick road. That's uh, what it that's is. In, oh, it's actually it. in yeah. Germany. Uh, it was oh, like okay. the first freeway. I think there's no speed limit there. Uh yeah, it's going to be great. This this uh, Bundesliga team coming over, uh, former home of the uh, LeBron James of soccer, uh, Kristen Pulisic, uh, Gio Reyna, other, another U.S. men's national team player who will not be here tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> played at Dorman. Is he, I think he's still there. Did they? Did he finally move on? I don't know. As far as I know, he's still there. Um. And uh, your San Diego Loyal, um, we are, I have not checked the ticketing site, but last time this came up, there were still plenty of seats available in the supporter section. Uh, we really would like to jam pack that supporter section to really have a, a, a good showing. Um, I'm not sure how much people have uh, watched the Bundesliga. I'm not sure which of the 30 streaming apps their league plays on, but uh, Dortmund has just incredible support, uh, incredible TIFOs, iconic, iconic uh, TIFOs um, in their matches. So uh, we're not there yet, but um, this is kind of our chance to really uh, put ourselves against uh, the best uh, in the business as far as supporter game. I don't know how many supporters they're going to have. I've heard there may be a couple defections from our supporter group uh, who are going to walk the yellow brick road uh, over to their section, which is fine. You know, it is a free country. Um, I think Germany is a free country too. Um, but hey, that's fine. We want to worry about our section and what we're doing. So if you don't have a ticket, you don't have a way to get a ticket, get in our Discord. Let's talk about it. Let's work it out. Um, there's ticket exchange in the Discord. There's always uh, friendly people trying to get other people out to matches. So um, on the website, if you're not a member of the locals, join up, get the invite code to, dis to Discord. Um, that's where all these conversations happen. Uh, that's where you can connect with everybody. Um, we're all in there uh, along with uh, a lot of other folks. And... Um, yeah, we hope to get everybody out to, to Snapdragon for this match. I believe we are going to actually, in addition to watching this match, the for the first time ever, a locals tailgate, uh, an actual tailgate. Um, it's happening. It's going to happen. Wow, looking forward to that. I can't wait. I did want to say, too, if this is any extra incentive for any loyal or fans or local members who have not yet bought tickets for the Borussia Dortmund game. Um, the tickets in the supporter section are probably a little bit cheaper than the ones on the open market. The only thing you have to do 
once you get the ticket, is stand and sing and have a great time with fun people. Uh, sounds like a pretty good deal to me, personally. Um, but yeah, check the Discord, like Andrew said, for any info on that. Um, there's also talks of not necessarily a TIFO, but maybe like a tripole. Uh, some banners getting made um, also going on in the Discord. So if you have any interest in helping out with that, um, I know some fun ideas have been thrown around. Uh, definitely hop on the Discord for that. Yeah, this is something. So it's it's July 11th uh, while we're recording this. Uh, the match is July 27th. It sounds like it's a long way off. Uh, it's really not when you're talking about organizing and, and getting these tripoles and, and TIFOs done. Uh, this has to happen now. So if you're interested, if you got an idea, if you got artwork, uh, if you've got a, a pair of hands and nothing to do, you have a space where we can work on this stuff. Um, please uh, hit us up on Discord. Let us know because uh, it's go time right now. It's only a couple of weeks, and um, that's not actually a lot of time to get things going. So uh, hit us up. Um, another uh, event coming up, the Pride Parade is Saturday. Um, I think folks are marching in Pride. Do you know anything about it, Dylan? Yeah, you can, uh, if you want to volunteer or um, get in on the march. I know there's a limited number of slots for the soccer club supporters group. Um, but as always, the Discord is your place. Um, but yeah, that's coming up coming up quick here. Should be a lot of fun. I know San Diego definitely um, kind of does its own thing when it comes to Pride. And that's, uh, it's, it's fun. So I do want to, so... In disclosure, and I should have said this at the top, uh, there will not be a, a loyal locals lounge. Uh, the The lounge is not happening tonight, um, in part because John is not here, um, and in part because you know we just don't have a lot. We don't have any home games. Uh, we're in this uh, the doldrums of our soccer season due to the travel schedule. So um, when we don't have these events to talk about, it kind of uh, is a, a challenge, but. Uh, we do have something to talk about. Uh, some news broke today um, about uh, promotion and relegation maybe coming to the USL. Dylan, what's uh, what do you know about this? Yeah, so Don Garber came out and said that he supports promotion and relegation. No, I'm joking. That obviously is never going to happen. Um, no, Jeff Reuter, uh, our good friend at The Athletic, uh, reported that the USL owners are preparing to have a vote not on whether or not they're going to implement promotion and relegation within the USL, um, but whether or not they're going to start the process of building that framework that they can then vote on to implement, if that makes any sense. Um, but you got to start somewhere. A lot so, of frameworks you know. whenever you don't really want to do something. You've yes. got to have a framework. Mm -hmm. you got to hey. form a committee. If you've ever done anything in California politics, you're very familiar with all the equity studies and reviews that need to be done. So we, we, we don't have a vote on ProRail, but we do have a vote on a framework. Something like that. That was my understanding. I, no. Okay. Okay. Hey, well, that's uh, not nothing, right? Um, what would that even look like in this league? Um, USL2, I, I don't know a lot about USL2. I know they have their own ball from the select uh, soccer ball company. There is a USL and a USL2 ball, so... It's a real league. They got their own ball. I know that. Um, what else are they up to? Well, I mean, the 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 details were not like super specific, uh, but they did kind of talk about I, the loose plan. Sounds like it would be to have um, three tiers of professional 
that would in, be involved um, in this ProRel structure. I don't, I don't actually think that it would be as simple as just USL Championship, USL League One, USL League Two. I think the idea would be kind of take the USL Championship, the USL League One, and then interested USL League Two clubs and kind of stratify them across the USL Championship, a new division in between, and USL League One. Um, again, this is just kind of my piecing together like of the tea leaves and whatnot. Um, so all of is this is really just my speculation. Some of the USL League Two teams might not be in a financial position to travel. Um, I think that's part of it, but I think a lot of them have carved out really good niches for themselves as local development clubs. Like I don't think they would like Ventura County Fusion um, in Ventura County uh, is where Evan Conway played in USL League Two, got scouted by Omaha there. I don't think, you know, I don't want to speak for their club, but I don't know that they would necessarily want to push into this like professional pro rail structure because like they're good at what they do, you know. Eric, what do you uh, are you? You think uh, promotion relegation? I mean, if it's not, here's my concern. Um, and Eric, I want, I want you to take this one. If okay. MLS is not involved, um, hmm. can promotion relegation work in just one league? If it's not the league, well, I think by implementing pr promotion relegation in USL between a three tiered system, you make the case that. USL can become the league and overtake MLS. Um, and I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. I think that's what their intention is at this point. Um, I would love to see it personally and see us have a proper football league where you do have promotion and relegation. And it's not just McFranchise MLS clubs um, where, you know, it's not really a club. It's just one spoke of this huge MLS money grab franchise, but uh, I'll, I'll uh, defer on that a little bit. Uh, you know, speaking um, of MLS money grab franchises, there actually is a meeting uh, tonight with the uh, MLS club and prospective supporters. Um, my understanding, and of course, all this information is available on the local Discord. If you're not on there, please get on there. Um, that uh, this will be a monthly, uh, a monthly thing. Um, be the first Tuesday night of every every month. They they skipped the July Fourth holiday, and uh, so they're doing it tonight. But uh, it looks like the MLS club is looking to have monthly meetings with supporters and uh, uh, our our podcast friends over at Two Balls and a Mic reported earlier that the club expects to announce its uh, name uh, in I think the, in the fall, right by fall. I think is what they uh, tweet said. What I'd heard, September. Yeah. Well, that's the fall. I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, I. It's hard to. I think the natural like instinct when this kind of conversation happens is to like compare what USL is and what MLS is and try and like, you know, it, it tends to be people trying to make that like apples to apples comparison when in reality, like it that's it's not that. And I think the long-term goal. And again, this is kind of me just speculating based on things I've heard. And kind of my thoughts on this is I think the long-term goal would be to build out this pro rail structure and then try and push for a, a D one sanctioned USL top flight league, because um, the way that the American league structure is 
done is kind of a double-edged sword, right? The the professional league structure, the PLS, um, is, I think, kind of stupidly arbitrarily defined. It does, like, market size, stadium size requirements, um, which are important, but I don't think that should be, like, the delineating factor, right? But the other side of that is if the USL hits those requirements, USSF has to sanction them as D1, and there's not a thing MLS can do about it. So... I think that probably is the long-term play here for the USL. Um, I recognize that that's like way down the road, but um, you know, you always got to be looking big picture. So I think that that would be my guess. That's, that's interesting. exactly what I was trying to say, but much more eloquently. So <laughs> no, that, that, that is interesting. And I've heard, I have heard that uh, you're not the first person I heard that from that USL's uh, you know, they don't necessarily identify as a second division you know their aspirations are to be uh, a professional league on par with with mls but yeah until the that infrastructure is there and until obviously the product on the field is there it's it's not going to be there yeah i but i respect that uh the usl want to push for this they you know again the details were sparse but uh, this athletic article said they hope to if they decide they're going to go ahead and do this they hope to do a restructuring next season, 2024, um, which to me sounds like they'd probably put lay the groundwork for whatever that new level will be. Um, and then they want to get it started by 2025, which seems ambitious, but you then consider the 2026 World Cup in the United States. Uh, if the USL can offer a unique product to new soccer fans, um, that's definitely going to be an expansion time. So I I, while it feels quick, I, I see why they would want to do it on that accelerated timeline. You know, I think, and you know, I feel like they do have, and they have to be, I think, careful and strategic with how they do it, but uh, they do have a great product and they do have something that is distinct and unique from MLS, which is, you know, as we've complained about, we've spent a lot of time complaining about this, but the MLS is very generic, um, a little uninspired, team names, kicks stuff like that. Whereas the USL is uh, much more fun uh, with, you know, much more experimental with their kits, uh, team names, and uh, a, a definitely a different, a different vibe than what you get with MLS. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's not impossible. You know, they just, I think they have to go about it, you know, the right way. And everybody is uh, trying to, uh, to lasso this world cup because there might be several decades before we have another one. And, uh, you know, it is a great driver of, of interest and enthusiasm in the sport. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I hope they get it done, but I also hope they make sure to take the time that they can do it in a way that's lasting, you know? Okay. Well, um, I think we've hit everything we needed to hit on the show. Um, I do want to, uh, make sure, uh, one more time, we hit uh, Friday. Uh, the Colorado match is what time? Uh, six o'clock San Diego time. Okay. Uh, club watch party is at Alesmith. Uh, supporter watch parties are at the usual locations. Um, yeah, and that's it. Dylan, where can people find you? Uh, if not on the Discord, but you should join the Discord because I'm on. If you want to find me, I'm on there way too much. Uh, but if not on the Discord. Uh, at dwill94 on Twitter, as long as it's still a thing. Um, I haven't jumped on threads yet, uh, just because that feels like picking the lesser of two evils. 
there, which doesn't feel like fun. And um, I'm apparently not important enough to be on Blue Sky yet. Andrew, congratulations to you on that. I did see. Oh, uh, you stole my thunder. Uh, yes. Oh yes. no, I'm, I'm sorry. You don't I'm have sorry. to beg for Blue Sky invites anymore. But uh, yeah, so um, I don't know. As long as Twitter's a thing, though, at dwill dwil94 is the place. <laughs> Eric, where can people find you? I'm also still on Twitter, uh, Eric D. Wilkie. Um, also, I did go on threads. I'm not sure about it, though. It seems kind of crappy to me. Uh, also on the Discord, uh, I am also in there way too much, uh, like Dylan. So you can usually find me there. Yeah, you know, uh, the thing about threads is I think it, it is what you make it. So um, I'm on there. I've been pretty active since it started. Um, I was not in the first million, but I'm right there. I was just over the one millionth uh, person, according to my Instagram account. So I was there the first day. It was rough. The first day was real rough. Let me just say, uh, with all of these Instagram influencers uh, trying to, I mean, people were like, po- like literally stealing iconic funny tweets and like posting it on their <laughs> Instagram influencer uh, thread, like, very cringy because you know twitter users that's not going to fly so they're obviously called out immediately it's been it's been an interesting um uh conjoining of 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 online cultures and and tendencies because i think people on twitter a lot and people on instagram a lot are kind of different so it's been very interesting but i'd encourage you all to get on there i'm on there um the team's on there the club is on there I think wave definitely beat loyal onto threads but um it does seem to be the best twitter alternative right now one because there's no uh you don't have to have an invite code you can you have an instagram account you can launch your threads account uh very similar functionality to twitter some bugs obviously the there's not the uh the timeline is not uh a timeline it's 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 all it's all uh you know the algorithm feeding it but they they've said that's coming and if you are a person who spends a lot of time on twitter then it's a good place to spend that time instead because apparently twitter's uh usage is dropping like a rock in the last week and um Elon Musk isn't happy about it and he is uh unspooling in real time on his Twitter account. So it's very amusing. So drop Twitter and, and come over and let's, let's, let's force this guy into a whatever, <laughs> wherever he goes. Um, so yeah, anyway, if you're on threads, I'm a real Andrew Dyer on threads. Uh, I did get on blue sky Andrew Dyer on blue sky. And um, yeah, as always, I'm also on Twitter, Andrew P Dyer. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, hopefully to discuss uh, our second consecutive win. All right. Thank you.